Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged as you listen today. You know, sometimes we're blokes, we're leaders, you know, we're male by birth and man by choice. We make a decision to be a man and to do the things that men do. Um, and we will lead one way or the other. So we, you know, we, we've been called to lead, of course. But things are going to come to us. And as Christians, it's not always in the yabba dabba do or thus saith the Lord. It's just going to be specific things that will come. You know, just driving your car, getting on with life. Thoughts will come about family, about your wife, about marriage, about, you know, friends, relationships. And uh, I've played that song just to say this really simply. At just driving my car down the road, this song comes up. Uh, I do a little bit of public speaking as, and, and travel a bit. My wife travels and does some women's conferences. And at times we're like ships in the night, sort of passing each other, um, you know. And at times we can, you know, there'll be a week that'll go on and we don't catch up, etc., etc. But, you know, just driving my car along the road, this song comes on, you know. And, uh, and all of a sudden I'm starting to think about the fact that uh, maybe I should have bought my wife flowers. And, uh, and if I don't, who's going to do that? Because it's my responsibility to do what I do in my marriage. Been married 25 years, and it doesn't happen by default. It happens by design, and uh, we we you know we set ourselves up to be winners. Amen. And the reality is, and so this this song come came on, and so I've got this conviction, and I found myself just pulling over to a florist and buying some flowers, and then buying a gift, and going straight to the store because she she operates a couple of stores, clothing stores, and of course. This particular day she was there, so I went there and brought her flowers and a gift. She's thinking, man, it's unbelievable. What made you think of this? Oh, nothing. It just, <laughs> and, uh, nothing. This is what I do. This is how I roll. I just love you, babe. You're awesome, you know. Feeling so, so guilty that, you know, I don't want any other guy giving her flowers. I'm the guy that's going to do that. Amen. Yeah. For the rest of my life. The point is, is that, you know, things are going to come to us constantly. And we've just got to look out for things. And we've just got to be inspired by just life and stuff that comes our way. And I guess... You know, um, some of us are married here, some of us aren't, but we've been given a responsibility to look after our patch. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we won't always get that direct word um, at, a, at a men's conference or at a men's breakfast or, you know, at church, but sometimes there'll be things that are just coming to us, left flank, and we don't even realise, and we've just got to be open to specific things around because we've all been called to lead. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a leader, and you're a leader. You've been called to lead. Fantastic. You know. I love coming to uh, Pastor Tony's church and the team, the rest of the team, and just have this incredible gathering. It's just amazing, and uh, just have a, a whole bunch of blokes in a room. Um, but I want to just give you a thought, if I can. I won't keep you all that long here this morning. Uh, love waking up at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's fantastic. And, uh, uh, but uh, Luke um, chapter 11, actually verse 34, says this. It says, Your eye is a lamp uh, lighting up your whole body. If you live wide-eyed, in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. If you live squinty-eyed, in greed and distrust, your body becomes a dark cellar. And uh, most of us, you've only had to have been a Christian for longer than five minutes, and you've probably read these, this passage of scriptures from the Message Bible. But it's really an easy thought for a bunch of blokes like this today because it suggests that our eyes uh, become a lamp. Our eye is a lamp. And according to this, it's a lamp's job to light up your whole body. Either way, it'll light it up. And the meaning for lamp from a dictionary is really uh, to make bright. Everyone say make bright. Light to make bright. In other words, whatever you look at, regardless of what you look at, 
eventually, because your eye is a lamp, becomes a lamp, it will become big, it will become magnified, and it will become bright. Because that's the job of the lamp, that's the job of your eye, and that's what the Word of God says here. And uh, so let me just um, make this statement. Let me just see, see if we can understand this this morning, uh, having, uh, just thinking about that. What you, as a bloke, end up seeing will be determined out of how you decide to live your life. Let me just say that again. What you end up seeing uh, will be determined by how you decide to live your life. In other words, your perspective will begin to come from what's on the inside of you. So what's going on on the inside of you as a bloke uh, will give you perspective to the things that you see. In other words, if you're living your life with a sense of defeat at the moment, maybe there's some stuff in your life and you're in a season of defeat, a season of criticism, maybe a season of hurt, a season of negativity. We all go through those seasons. I have many times come in and out of those seasons. If we're living that way, you will start creating your world in that fashion. Because what's on the inside of you will start coming out. And the way that your, uh, whatever's going on the inside of you will start to be created on the outside. It's just the way it is. It's just a natural progression of what happens um, and you'll start to live that way. But if you're living your life more positively, more large, more optimistic in your life, um, that's what you'll create. You'll begin to create that. That goes without saying. Now, if we step it up a little bit, um, then how you decide to live will now begin to empower what you see. In other words, as a bloke, you'll start to now reproduce what's on the inside of you and it'll start to project out. It'll start to project out to your family. It'll start to project to your, to your mates. It'll start to project out to your work environment. What's on the inside of you will start to come out and now it'll start to affect your family. Come on. It'll start to affect your family. It'll start to affect your family. It'll start to affect your friends. It'll start to affect your environment. Because what's on the inside of you will come out, whether you like it or not, either good or bad, right? Because it's on the inside. And here's the thing. The thing is, as we start to see, it'll become, it becomes a lamp and it becomes bigger. And it's, sometimes it's like the storm in a teacup because things become so bright and so big and so magnified. Um, one thing I've learned as a bloke in life, that not everything is as bad as it seems. Not everything's as good as it seems. It's usually somewhere in the middle and you can come back quite quickly. But it starts to project in our lives. And we can talk about that this AM because we get to make a choice on how we live our lives. And really the Bible gives us two choices if you like. We can make a decision here this morning. We've come out as a bunch of blokes to come to be encouraged, to encourage one another as mates, as have a bit of camaraderie uh, with each other. But Really, we've got two choices that we've got to decide. Every one of us has got to walk out of this room and decide how we want to live our lives. We get to make that decision. We get to make that choice of how we decide to live. The two choices are, the Bible says, number one, we can decide to live our lives in wonder and in belief. So we can get to decide to live our lives in wonder and belief or we get to decide to live our lives, as the Bible says, in greed and distrust. And when it talks about greed, it's not talking about possessions necessarily here. It's talking about being self-focused. So we can live two ways. We can live in wonder and in belief or in a sense of being self-focused and distrust, where everything begins 
to have a negative connotation to it. Everything we look becomes, I don't know, and we're not sure, and could it be, and, oh, and we start to step back, and who knows? Who knows the man cave? We start to pull back a little bit because blokes, we start to get a little bit cynical in our, uh, in our lifestyles. It's ultimately, um, and that's what ultimately governs our lives and starts to govern our lives. So we can either live in wonder and belief as a guy uh, and take that sort of leadership on in our families, in our homes, or we can start to live our lives a little bit more self-focused about us and where we fit in and what we've got to do and how come we're not happy and, we're not, and, and people aren't pleasing us, etc., etc. See, most of us as kids, we start in wonder and in belief. We start to believe for the good things that happen. You know, mum and dad are going to bring good things to us. And so what's happening tomorrow? We can't wait to wake up the next morning as young people because mum and dad have got some great things and we're optimistic to what's going to happen today. Um, believing for good things to come, the possibilities of what that day is going to bring, the excitement of what that day is going to bring because mum and dad have got some great things for us. As mums and dads, you know, as dads, you know, we do that for our kids. We want to excite our kids and encourage them and, you know, especially on their birthdays or at Christmas time, we want to give them gifts because, you know, we want to keep them believing for great things and for gifts, etc., etc. But then, unfortunately, it is what it is. Life to every one of us brings hurts, brings disappointments, Unmet expectations, things that we don't seem to achieve and, and, and things that could have been, but then we start to regret a little bit of the things that could have happened and didn't happen. Broken relationships, hurts in our families, abandonments, disloyalties, failings. And as blokes, if we're not careful, and I hope I'm not saying too negative tonight, but I want to really talk about the real stuff that even goes on inside of me many, many times. And if we're not careful, we start to move into an arena of greed and mistrust because we then start to implode and start focusing on what's going on on the inside of us and we start to focus on the disappointment, the things that haven't happened in our lives. Not the things that can happen yet, but the things that haven't happened. And we start looking back and we start living out of that and, we, and that begin, begins to become our world. And uh, it's not a really good way to live. Who'd agree? It's not a good way to live. And, you know, and then we start feeling, well, I'm tired of helping everybody else. So I only get down, let down anyway. What's the point? You know, helped a couple of mates. It hasn't come back to me. They don't help me. And you start to get into that arena without even realising that you're starting to get into that arena. And you don't even verbalise it really. Um, or you can't even articulate what it is that's going on the inside. But you know something's missing and something's not what it used to be. And... and um, you know, the mates that you used to have and you start to pull away a little bit and you lose a little bit of bounce out of your step and, you know, it's not um, how it was. And, you know, before you know it, you start to feel really wrong on the inside and it becomes a bit of an attitude. And we get on with life and we live life and that's cool and no, not many people realise what's going on and we still come to nights like, days like today, mornings like we enjoy and we have friends, we high five it. But then on the inside, there's something that we can't put our finger on but there's something that's going on that's not really right. We're not as free as we thought that Jesus said that we could be. Amen. Because we're a bunch of Christian guys. Amen. And then our eye becomes the lamp of mistrust and cynicism. And everything we see isn't uh, what it could be. And the Bible puts it like this. Our bodies become dark cellars. And we get around, we do life, a bunch of guys coming into a room like this, fantastic, it's good, and getting on family, great. But on the inside, we're just, you know, just going day by day, you know, waking up, doing the things that we do, going back to sleep. But really, the vision that we had, the belief system that we had, the 
aspirations that we used to dream about, the things that we used to think that we would achieve as young guys, all of a sudden slowly but surely starts to die on the inside of us. I don't know about you, it's happened to me numerous times and I thank God for the people and the blokes in my life and relationships, people like Tony and others and Paul DeYoung, different people in my life that have said, come on, step up, let's go and speak into my life and encourage me. And that's why it's so, so important to have guys and mates, amen, that will continue to encourage us and build us forward. And you know, none of us are perfect. None of us have fallen out of heaven here. I certainly haven't fallen out of heaven. But the reality is we continue to encourage each other into greatness. And understand, you know, all of that will start to manifest itself in our personalities. And uh, we might be quite sort of a personality and so not many people really realise what's going on and we don't, you, you, you know, because you're a quiet personality, you don't sound so negative, you don't sound so cynical and so judgmental around a room like this because you're quiet. But on the inside, it's in your thought pattern. It's on the inside of you. Uh, people like me, I'm quite relational and I'm out there. If I'm going to be cynical, you'll know I'm cynical because it just bleh, comes out, you know, because this is me. But for some of us that are not so that personality type, we don't know. We just sit there and you just think it and you slowly die. And uh, it's just a horrible way to live. But then, of course, the pendulum swings the other way. And, uh, and we start to see things from the flip side, which is operating really from a, not a position of disbelief, like the Bible pull, puts it, so we become dark sellers. But now we start to operate from an arena of wonder and belief. You know, um, and when we live that way, things start to happen. When we have an understanding that we don't have to live in cynicism and negativity, but we can live in wonder and belief, our world starts to open up. Things start to become a lot different. A room like this doesn't just look like a bunch of blokes that are having a go and, you know, yeah, they're good guys and whatever, and I'll catch up one or two of them, that's about it. But it's different. You, you come into a room like this and there's possibilities for mateship. There's possibility for more friendships. There's possibility to actually get off your table and go to the other table and say, hi, how are you going? I've seen you around the church. Don't know you all that well, but I'd love to do coffee. That's to have a bit of a relationship and you can start sort of some sort of mateship. But things start to open up because you're not living out of a sense of distrust and cynicism. And you know what? If I make become friends with this guy, he's only going to hurt me again anyway, so I'd rather not do that. We start to open up and things start to change. We start to believe for new relationships with mates and, and things like that. And so, of course, we don't see things as they are. We see things how they can be and they can get better and things can get better. Who believes that things can get better? And we believe I'm prophesying that over your life tonight, uh, uh, this morning as a bunch of guys, because things can get better. And you know what? There's answers for everything that we go through in our lives. You might be sitting here, sitting here this morning thinking, you know what, uh, I've spoken it through and I've talked about my marriage and I've talked about my relationship and, you know, at school or whatever it is, the environment you're in, and I don't think it's ever going to get better. Friend, that's not, so, that's not true. Things will get better. Things can get better. Things can look brighter, amen, as a bunch of guys. We leaders, we make the call, we make the choice to step up. We've got to make the decision. And so we start to believe again. Uh, see, greed and distrust says, I need to see it. But wonder and belief says, I will decide to believe that the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. And things are going to really step up. And so we get to decide. We make the decision to how we want to live. And we can live wide-eyed in wonder and belief, believing for great things again. We make the decision. Or we can still stay a little bit miserable, a little bit in mistrust. Everything's a problem. A little bit cynical. We make the choice. 
Turn to the person next to you and say, you make the choice at the end of the day. You make the choice to how you want to live your life. You make the call. That's the wonderful thing that we've got. And uh, it's fantastic. Just a few things just be, before I hand over. Um, firstly, really, faith says that you don't see to believe, you believe to see. So you don't see to believe, but you believe to see. Hebrews 11 and 1, we all know this passage of Scripture. It says, now faith is being confident in what we hope for. And really having the, insur- the assurance about what we don't see, but knowing there's hope for it anyway. And even though you can't see it, you know, you believe it, you've got this hope for it. And you've got this great expectation that God can and God will continue providing you stay on the journey of what God's got for you. And I want to live my life out of a sense of wonder and amazement and belief. I want to decide to live that way. I want to continue to just believe for the best for people. I want to still be amazed at stuff. And when guys come up and say, this is going on, that's happening, and I'm building this and I'm building that, I still want to have that wonder and to say, that's awesome. That is amazing. Fantastic. How did you do that? As opposed to saying, oh, that's cool. Whatever, I'm being a killjoy. Who wants to be a killjoy? Not me. I want to be an encourager. I want to be able to hang out with people like that, that every time I hang with him, I feel like a champion. I feel like, man, I'm going so I'm going. And he's not just blowing the stuff in me. He's just, he really believes it for my life. And we need to believe that of each other. Amen. Yeah. Believe that, you know, we can step up and not be killjoys. I don't want to be a killjoy. I don't want to be a bloke walking around being a killjoy and just, you know, bursting the bubble of every dream of every bloke in a room like this with so many aspirations and so many things that can be created and can be done and are yet to be achieved. Yeah. In this room, I want to be able to be that conduit that can continue to encourage people and just, you know, build. And, you know, there'll be times in our lives that we don't have clarity, you know, um, and there'll be things in our lives that we don't see clearly. But we've got to trust in God's sovereignty through that whole purpose. And there'll be maybe some things in your life at the moment you think, you know, I'm in transition. I'm in transition at the moment. Led a church for 13 or 14, 15 years, nearly 15 years. Um, now hand a church over and I'm sort of like, okay. Now what? Don't have all the clarity. I've got some stuff I'm thinking about and we're believing for and speaking to Paul De Jong about what we want to do, etc., etc. But don't have full that the one, two, three step or four step. And I don't have clarity on it, but I'm trusting in God's sovereignty. And, you know, for your life, maybe you don't have every step of what you need to do from here on in. But, you know, you just got to continue to trust in God's sovereignty because God's got your back. Amen. But we've got to continue to believe and be positive to the things that are coming our way as a bunch of guys. Um, and it'll just fall into place because that's what God does. He makes things happen, and it's just it's incredible, fantastic. So I love, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet so many great, amazing men and women of God around the world, um, you know, and obviously one of those guys, my pastor now, Pastor Paul Deong, that some of you know, um, is just an amazing guy. I have had the opportunity to meet a lot of great men that lead great churches, as I've said, around the world, and, you know... Um, you know, one of the things I love so much about um, Paul De Jong is, um, uh, other than the fact he's my, senior, he's my pastor now, but the fact that I, I don't think, and this is true, this has been really truthful, I don't think I've ever heard a negative word come out of his mouth. I don't think I've ever heard him pull anyone down, say anything cynical, say anything hurtful, anything 
you know, that would run someone down or even in a sense of sometimes we can get a little bit insecure in our own lives and so we have a go because we feel a little bit insecure so we have a go at someone because of how we've been made to feel. None of us here, of course, but that can happen. And so, you know, but I've never ever heard that and I feel that's the sort of guy I want to hang with. Here's the other thing. You get to position yourself where you want to position yourself. You get to hang with the people that you want to hang with. And uh, birds of a feather flock together, fly together, and uh, we know that. I'm sure we've heard that many, many times. But the reality is I get to position myself where I want to position myself, and I position myself around that sort of greatness. Because why? Because I know that my life will continue to step up to that in Jesus' name. Amen. And we need to be able to continue to do that in our lives. I want, I'd rather have the spirit that over-exaggerates at times. You know, it creates momentum. I'm a salesman at heart. I'm relational. I love to talk things up. Why? Because, I, you know, because it's not real. No, it's real. But I want, I'm believing for the best. I want to have faith attached to it. I want to have hope for it. I want to see something really begin to, you know, to grow and to build as opposed to being real. You've got to be real, you know. You know, you've got to be real. But that real isn't real. That real is a sense of, you know, I don't know, negativity. It's like, yeah, you've got to be real, mate. Well, what's real mean? You know, Jesus was real and believed for the best. Jesus was real and moved mountains. Jesus was real and did incredible things. Jesus was real and said that you'll do greater than what I did. But at times in our lives, we say, we've got to be real. And, you know, and, and I, I feel that sometimes we, we transfer that real into a sense of a little bit of negativity. You know, uh, a bit of a kill sort of, you know, you've got to keep your feet on the ground. You know, you can keep your feet on the ground all you like. Let me tell you, I've met so many people that are doing some amazing things uh, and uh, they're real, but uh, they're real in a good way, in a positive way. Transparent, vulnerable, real, you know, um, ready to be open and ready to speak their heart, but, um, but always believing for the best. Amen. And it's something you've got to, we've got to decide. Is this okay? Is this helping? Just, just really got to believe for that and really got to make a decision. Second thing is we learn to live wide-eyed with our, our eyes open. Matthew 18, 3 and 4 says, I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return to square one and start over like little children. Listen to this. I'm just coming. I'm 51 now. I oh, know I don't look it. It's amazing, hey? I'm, a, I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return to square one and start over like little children, you're not even going to get a look into the kingdom. Moving on. Let alone get in whoever becomes simple and elemental again like this child will rank high in God's kingdom, exhibiting childlike simplicity and credulity. Credulity meaning a tendency to believe readily at something that something is real and true. Believing it believing that it can happen and believing, having that childlike faith again. And there's a bunch of blokes in this room. I'm just really believing that we can start to believe for the best and we can start to believe for good things. Amen. Always believing for the best unless true facts present themselves and then we can deal with it. You know, but even then we do it not in judgment, but we do it, you know, we deal with what we've got to deal with, but we're always believing for the best. A childlike, you know, a childlike response uh, is not, you know, is not uh, a response to unwise decisions or, you know, unthought through actions. You know, childness, according to scripture, is a genuine transparency of our heart, ready to believe the best for people, ready to believe that God can do it. 
You know, it's an unfamiliar attitude that always believes for a great outcome like a child does. And uh, I don't know about you, I'm getting on in years, but as I'm getting on, I want to stay with childlike faith. I want to stay with a well, soft heart, amen. Keep my heart soft and keep it, you know, just believing for great things. Um, that's the environment I want to hang in. And just, just to finish off, really, um, third, my third thought was every time you close your lamp, you restore its brightness. We talked about at the start that your eye becomes a lamp. And what you see, good or bad, will become bright, big and huge. Um, that's how Jesus identifies it. And really, I did some research just on lamps just of late of what, and what they suggest that if you don't keep a lamp running longer than 10 working hours, if you do that, it becomes a bit of a problem to the lamp because the lamp starts flickering, the light starts to flicker. Uh, and um, really, because what it does, it, it lessens the, the brightness and the sensitivity of the lamp. And so what they suggest for that brightness and that sensitivity to come back to that lamp You've got to switch it off. And, uh, you know, really, at the end of the day, the moral of the story for, for us is that our eyes are those lamps. And sometimes we're so wide opened and bright and, we don't, and, we're, and we're constantly going. And in our lives as Christian guys, a bunch of Christian blokes, we don't close our eyes long enough to start to talk to God and to restore that sensitivity back into our hearts. And to restore that brightness back into our lives because our eyes are always wide open and we're not, we're not spending time in prayer. And I really believe one of the major things that I think as a bunch of guys, um, regardless of how long you've been a Christian, whether it's been five minutes or 35 years, um, you know, never stop closing your eyes in prayer. Never stop, you know, start to regenerate yourself with your sensitivity of hearing God's voice and the sensitivity to get that brightness back in your spirit of what God wants to do. What I'd like to do, if I can, just, I just, if I can just have every guy close their eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes for a moment. I know we're all a bunch of blokes. We're family here. Um, and um, it's so, so important that we connect with the pers- person of God, of who God is. You know, but really, guys, we've been called to lead. Every one of us have been called to lead. One way or the other, you will lead. You either lead negatively or positively. We'll lead one way or the other, either in distrust or we'll, we'll lead in belief. We get to make that choice this morning. And I think sometimes, you know, without even realising it, we've been maybe leading our families and leading our lives and leading our environments and our workplaces with a sense of mistrust and, you know, just waiting for that thing to go wrong. And unfortunately, when we believe for something like that, usually that, the inevitable happens. But today, today, I really believe that we can turn that around. We don't have to move into that arena. We don't have to, you know, um, believe for those things to go wrong. We can start to come out from a positive perspective and start to be wide-opened and wide-eyed and, and, and come with a sense of awe and belief for our families and our future and where God wants to take us. And uh, maybe, you know, you're obviously here to, this morning and maybe, you, you know, you know that of late you haven't closed your eyes for long enough to hear God's voice. And you know that you need to get that sense of restoration back to your spirit, back to your heart. You want to get that brightness back into your life. Tonight, this morning, if that's you, what I'd like you to do, every eye closed, come we're a bunch of guys, we're all a bunch of mates, there's good camaraderie happening here at Victory Church. Um, If that's you, what I'd like you to do, on the counter throw, I'd like you to slip up your hand. By slipping up your hand, what you're saying, you're saying to God, God, you know what, 
Um, yes, some, some stuff's creeped in, but you know what? I want to start fresh. I want to start back like that child. I want to continue to believe for the best. I want to continue to believe for my marriage, believe for my business, believe for my future. I want to get bounced back at my step. And God, I get to make that decision. And I want to bring that to you in Jesus' name. If that's you on the count of three, you know, that's, you know it doesn't matter. It might be one of us. It might be a hundred of us. It doesn't matter regardless, but we make the choice. We make the decision. Do not walk out of this room without making the decision to how you, from today on, want to live your life. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand where you are. Wow, all over the room. Fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you this morning for every person, every guy that's lifted their hand. We thank you for your presence and the great things you're about to do. We thank you, Father, that we've been bold enough to lift our hand and say, God, we want to stand in awe of you. But not only that, we want to have our eyes closed from time to time to restore the sensitivity back to our hearts, back to our lives. We want to have uh, that sense of awe, Father, with you. We want to have bounce back in our step as we've been praying and talking about. Father, we want to believe for great things. And Father, we thank you so much for every person that has lifted their hand today, this morning, in this place. We pray that you'll continue to visit with them continue to give them revelation to do the very things that you've called them to do we love you oh god and everyone said amen thank you for taking the time to listen if you have any questions please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au 